Coming to you live from the Morningstar Mission Sponsored Studios, this is Carl and Crew Mornings on 90.1 FM Moody Radio. Well, we didn't have time to re-cut an opening, but it could say for today, coming to you live from the Morningstar Mission Studios and live from Wilmore, Kentucky, where Carl has set up his own (laughs) little makeshift studio on the campus of Asbury University. That's right. Carl, how are you doing this morning? A makeshift studio for a ramshackled dude. (laughs) Are you ramshackled right now? Yeah. Yeah, I'm kind of ramshackled. I got a little bit of a bug, but I feel great in spirit. Just a little bugaboo, but everything's cool. Mm. You know what? When you go without sleep for a couple of days, you can tend to get your autoimmune system worn down a little bit. Sure. Just a little bit. Sure. Oh, so Carl, I'm going to have you just kind of take us. Yeah. Back. We're going to play a song and get you set up here, but I want you to kind of take us back to the this whole process for you from driving into the campus and setting up shop and describing what you're seeing and hearing and experiencing. I think there's this there's this hunger to obviously to see God move. And I think there's this genuine curiosity that a lot of people have of what's it what's like the there? What's you know, should I be running down there too? Or should I be running scared? <laughs> I think a, a lot of people, we'll get in details here in a minute, but I think a lot of I'm sorry, I don't have a cough button or anything. No, that's this okay. This is very inglorious. No, not um, a problem. The I think a lot of people, if you want to know the truth, freak out like, oh my goodness, if if revival comes, am I going to you know, is, are my sins going to be teleprompted across yeah. some banner ad or something? Sure. I mean, am I going to be exposed before a living God? And it's so much different than that. I mean, there's conviction for everyone involved, including moi. But it's good stuff, man. Yeah. The Holy Spirit's the comforter. Remember that. The Holy Spirit's not the hammer thumper on the head. Mm. Praise God for that. Yeah. Yeah, I got a lot of thoughts and observations. Can't wait to catch you up. It'll take a while to do it, though, in this okay. first hour. So great. We we'll, we'll get that to that in a minute. I want to get you up to speed if you're just tuning in. I don't want to assume that all of you have been tracking with us, but uh, Carl's at Asbury University in Wilmore, Kentucky, and you're going, why? Okay, let me take you back to last Wednesday. This is now over a week ago. This is a small Christian college in a small town in Kentucky, about 80 miles outside of Louisville. They gathered for a, a normal chapel service that Christian colleges do across the country. But as the service was ending, something slightly different happened. And there was what it can be best described as a move of the Holy Spirit. And students stayed. First, a small group of students just lingered, uh, praying, seeking God. And then more students came back, returned to the auditorium. And then all of a sudden, just a few turned to many and the auditorium was full. And this lasted for hours. Well, hours turned to days 24-7. And now we are on day eight, I believe. People have traveled, other students from other campuses across the country. We've gotten reports of people traveling in from other states, from other parts of the world to see what God is doing here. So some are calling it a revival move of the Holy Spirit, however you want to describe it. I'll let Carl give his best attempt to describe it coming up. But that's where we're at. And Carl just jumped in a car a couple days ago and said, you know what? I want to see for myself. I want to bring this to the boom crew and give them a glimpse as well. So you will hear live updates throughout the morning from Wilmore, Kentucky, where Carl's set up. Whether it's number one or 100, take that step with Jesus today. You're listening to Carl and Crew Mornings. When something goes viral on TikTok, 
you usually don't expect it to be something that's happening at a prayer service. No, right? That usually not. doesn't go viral. But as of uh, this, as of yesterday, yesterday, February 15th is this NBC article that I'm looking at right now. The hashtag Asbury Revival had racked up, get this, 24.4 million views on TikTok. That's pretty incredible. So, so much attention this is getting on social media that it's causing people to flock to Asbury University to see for themselves. So some of these are believers. Some of these are just curious people who are going, what in the world is going on? Carl, you'll enjoy this. This is NBC News. This is how they're describing what's going on there. Secular news outlet. It says the phrase spiritual revival can carry different meanings. In Christianity, they generally refer to a resurgence in interest in the church from believers and non-believers. Many attendees of the Asbury gathering say they were drawn by a spiritual presence they felt was at the event. What do you think of that description? pretty fair if you ask me i mean it's it's not the impetus for it and all that i mean that's probably didn't capture that exactly but but i i love it i, I mean, love that nbc news is trying to capture oh, come on come this, on man. I mean, right come yeah. on. i mean this is you know the alphabet soup networks don't necessarily have a lexicon of spiritual revival we don't no. in the church no. yeah that's, that's true so. that's a great point okay so carl take us back to a couple days ago when you drive into this small town First of all, is it is there a visible change to the town itself? Can you tell that all of a sudden, instead of it being a town of 6,000 with this small school, that now there's a lot more people there? Is that evident quickly? Yeah, I mean, there's a lot more people here. They've, they've had a couple of music festivals in the past. I was asking some folks, have you ever had crowds like this? And they've had some Christian music festivals. I'm sorry, I'm speaking through a cold, so I no, sound it's okay. horrible. Good. <clears throat> but they've had a... They've had some Christian music festivals here that where they've had some good numbers of people. But it's, you know, getting into this town, this is fun to even talk about it this way. And we can have a real chill first hour here. We're going to have some folks in that we're going to interview in a little bit. They're actually trying to get some R&R. People have been fried. Yeah. You know, they've had leadership meetings here every four hours, every four hours. Mm. So the president and his, um, some kind of inner circle guys that are trying to just listen to the Lord on this thing. They they have not slept more than four hours at a whack because they get up and they seek the Lord again and, and then go and then they'll map again. Wow. So uh, where was I? So as I as I pulled in here, I, <laughs> Jit Christopher, my right hand man, he's a great dude and I love to. By the way, when you're in the middle of a revival, it doesn't mean that you lose your sense of humor. You still joke around and laugh and huck it up and. And uh, I took him to a Waffle House for crying out loud. I said, "You never been to a Waffle House." Well, buddy, you're a... That's hilarious. Get ready. So, yes. so we went down and got some scattered, smothered yes. covers. Yes. yes. And I even talked to Kentucky to some people down here. When you can talk Kentucky, you fit right in. You've gotten lots of practice here on the show, I'll tell you that much. That's right. Oh, my word. Oh, oh easy now, Al. Ah, easy, easy. So anyway, we're driving into Wilmore here. I never heard of Wilmore. Or self will more. I'd never heard of anything. I mean, it's just I'd, I'd never heard of it. And we're driving in. No kidding. I said, I said, Ajit, look at the sides of the road. There is. It's a two lane little narrow road that we were on getting into Asbury. It's a. This is pretty remote. They built. I believe they built the Bible College and Seminary, and then a grocery store and gas station. Then kind of built around it. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? I think this. 
Yeah, so it's a two-lane little road getting in here with no shoulder. If you get your if you if you get your tires off the off the yellow line, you're you're gonna go into the ditch, and then you land here, and you just really did sense a sweet thing. I'm gonna tell you right now. You know, if you go to a Christian concert, you see people that are. I don't want to be ripping anything. Let's be positive. Um, the spirit of humility and gentleness and kindness and laughter and joy is really cool. I got done yesterday with you guys, and then I was on Chris Fabry. I was on with Chris Brooks, Chris Fabry. They were on together, and they asked me to come in. So we were there for about a half an hour That's just great. on the Fabry wow. show. And uh, then when I got done with that that show, I went up and worshipped and cried and had a sweet time with the Lord. And then I went out and Abby, the communications director here is going to be on with us here in a little bit. I don't know, an hour or so. She texted me this morning. She says, I'm getting up and getting going. I'll be in there. Um, she said, yeah, I saw you out there working the line. Well, I wasn't working the line, but this line is super <laughs> long. And I wanted to see, I wanted to see where people were from. Right. Yeah. And just like, all right, where's everybody from? And you don't want to ask them when they're in their worship and get, Tears flowing down their eyes. Hey, excuse me, where are you from? <laughs> um, so I thought I'd work the line before people got in there. And uh, there's a lot from uh, there's a lot from Lexington and and surrounding parts parts around here. But there's people from all over. I yeah. mean, D.C., Cincinnati. I'm thinking of all the towns that come to my mind. Um, far away, a young couple. I I don't think they've been married a year. These kids look like they're, I mean, they're just, they look like they just got their driver's license for crying out loud. And they flew in from Seattle. Wow. Young couple flying in from Seattle. And I didn't see, I only spot checked about 40, 60 people in line because then you start chatting up with these good folks. Mm -hmm. But so I didn't run into any outside of the United States in that little crowd, that little stretch, but they're from all over the United States. And it's just a, and it wasn't a spirit of gawking at all. Sure. It, it, it wasn't gawking. They, they wanted to experience uh, the power and presence of God. And if by means possible, take it back, uh, what they've learned. A really wow. sweet time. Carl, what about the the ages of those attending? Is it? I know that uh, students and staff. I'm reading again, referring to this NBC article. Twenty two schools. That's the count that the university faculty gave students and staff from twenty two schools. There's been groups from Hawaii to Massachusetts. They're expecting people from Singapore and Canada to be arriving soon. Is there a mix of all ages, or is this primarily student age, young people? Oh no, man. I mean. <laughs> You got, you got birth to in their nineties, and the funny thing is, you don't have you know a children's ministry wing down here. Uh, there's none of that, so you're in the auditorium, and there's there's babies. You walk down a hallway, and there's a dad changing a diaper on the carpet, <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's this is old school. Mm. Yeah, we're in Kentucky, and we're seeing the power of God fall on this place. Oh, <laughs> boy. This is Carl and Crew Mornings. I'm Allie. Carl is is broadcasting live from Asbury University in Wilmore, Kentucky. So we're just chatting and bringing you in. Coming up, I want to talk about this, though. Some people, I've seen a, a couple different camps. Some people are called, hashtag Asbury Revival. That's been trending, obviously. 
there's a few people I've seen who've been hesitant to call this a revival. They said other terms are more appropriate at this moment. I'm going to ask Carl what he thinks. Do we call it a revival, a move of the Holy Spirit, continuous worship service? What's the best way to capture what's going on there? Coming up, more live reports from Wilmore, Kentucky, Asbury University, where Carl is reporting live. Living life for Jesus and having a blast in the process. We're Carl and Crew Mornings. Certainly something special is happening at Asbury University in Wilmore, Kentucky, where a prayer meeting, a worship service has been going on now for eight straight days around the clock. There are at least some people gathering in groups to pray. There are people waiting outside. Thousands of people have now taken part of this. Carl, would you call it a revival? What do you say about people who are maybe a little shy to use that term just yet? You know, I just called Abby because when I walked in this morning, Abby's the communications director here at Asbury University. And, uh, you know, eight days ago, she was says to me, I was just doing my job. And we had, you know, a call or two a week that of, of uh, any kind of inquiries about the university. But she says, oh, my word, my world has changed. But as I walked in, the reason I called her this morning, <clears throat> she's coming in and we're going to have her on air. Um, but when I came in, I, f- I forgot what it said on the reader board because they've got a big, big broadcast reader board about schedule and because they're, they're really bringing good scheduling to this. Um, and it, they're calling it an outpouring 2023 outpouring outpouring. And okay. it, I think that's a really good thing. I told Abby, I'm so proud of them here because they're not calling it a revival. They're letting other people call it that if mm. they'd like. But, you know, the word revival is nowhere in the Bible. So you can't say, oh, and and there was a revival here. The people were revived. Yeah. Hosea 6.2, after two days, he will revive us. Will you not revive us again? Psalm 85.6. Habakkuk, in the midst of the years, revive it. And that was the call of the, the prophet. Isaiah, to revive the spirit of the lowly and to revive the heart of the contrite, Isaiah 57, 15, on and on and on. There's a call to be revived, but I think the title revival, first off, needs to be ascribed by others, not those that are in it, Mm. and they're doing that here. Yeah. So they're not calling it a revival. We've all seen you know, revival tents of old and all that were scheduled revivals, right. but genuine revivals are an outpouring of the spirit and people respond to that. And certainly that's, you are seeing an outpouring of the spirit oh, and yeah. people responding to it. Oh yeah. I mean, are, are people being revived undeniably? Yeah. Is it a revival? It's probably more of a semantic game than anything else. Will, will there be, lasting impact rippling because of this there will in my life and Mm -hmm. I'm just one guy Mm. so yeah wow yeah Carl's reporting live uh, reporting live sounds like we're on a newscast (laughs) he's sharing live from Asbury University just sharing (laughs) just sharing he didn't go into full-fledged reporter mode (laughs) no that's that's your job Job. We're having a lot of fun getting these live updates as he's uh, visiting there a couple days just to take in what God's doing there to bring reports back 
and as he's going in and out of the service and then chiming in on these different shows. But we're going to be checking in with him throughout the morning. He's got some special guests lined up. If you want the the article that we've been pointing you to, Bill Elif, who's a longtime pastor, he's got 50 plus years of pastoral and revival ministry. His resources, his blog is really great to provide some insight. Not only how do I make sense of what's happening there, but how do I uh, get revival in my own life? Where does personal revival start? Text the word revival to 312-274-9624. Revival to 312-274-9624. Let's check news. Good morning. I'm Jonathan. And hey, let's get you updated this morning. The former vice president and chief operating officer of Rush Oak Park Hospital is facing charges of mail fraud and money laundering. A federal grand jury in Chicago indicted Robert Spadoni. Prosecutors say Spadoni defrauded the suburban hospital out of more than $622,000. Spadoni caused the hospital to enter into an agreement with a company he created to provide administrative support and compliance services to the hospital's podiatry residence program. Two people are dead after a military helicopter crashed in Alabama. Officials said both victims were aboard the Black Hawk chopper, which fell onto a highway near Huntsville on Wednesday. It belonged to the Tennessee National Guard, which said no other service members or civilians were injured. Surveillance video shows the helicopter spinning in a free fall and then hitting the ground. An investigation is ongoing as to what happened. Now for weather and traffic, it's Super Die. Weather is a key for today. Now we're starting off rather calm. We're at 35 degrees, and that is it. That is our high. As a matter of fact, falling temperatures through the day. Maybe some light flurries moving in this afternoon. They will get heavier this evening. When all said and done, it's a winter storm warning for McHenry County and the Rockford area until 9 o'clock. Inches of snow, maybe 4 to 7 inches. Again, this is more north near the Wisconsin border and then also for northwest Indiana. It's a winter weather advisory for other area counties and especially through Cook and uh, DuPage and Grundy. And that is until 9 o'clock uh Weather-wise, maybe uh, one to three inches. So just be careful. The afternoon commute will be more key than the morning. And then we have the evening and the overnight as well. Let's get to uh, roadways. Uh, as far as a major express, Kennedy O'Hare in 25. The Ryan at 20 minutes, 95th on in. Bishop Ford inbound just before the Ryan. Uh, Gaper delays, and that was due to an earlier accident. Still good travel for Northwest Indiana. I'm Diana, and that is your update. Thanks, Super Die. We We had to know that... We weren't quite done with winter yet. Exactly. We got that little teaser of, oh, I'm still wow, here. the sun is shining. <laughs> yeah. We can ditch the winter coats. Oh, but not yet, Chicagoans. You uh, know how this no, goes. No, Come on. No. <laughs> Get Take away from me. All right. What do we have in sports? Well, not good, actually. Chicago teams lost yesterday. The Blackhawks to the Maple Leafs 5-2. to two. They are off today. For the Bulls, dropping five in a row now, losing to Indy. And they had the lead, too. It yeah, was a tough uh, one. Yeah, it was. 117-113, the loss there. They will host Milwaukee tonight before we move into the All-Star break. And, yes, baseball. Pitchers and, uh, pitchers and catchers reported yesterday. So there you go. Cubbies and White Sox. Things right. are starting. <laughs> Thinking of spring. Thanks, Super Die. Coming up, I want to let's talk about personal revival. Have you ever gone through a season where what you needed more than anything was to be revived? Your spiritual life was lacking, was dry, was maybe even dead. You needed revival. I'm going to take you back to a time in my life where, boy, I needed revival more than anything else. 
And the Lord is good and gracious, and he brought it in a really sweet way. I'll tell you that story coming up. Plus, more from Carl, who's live from Asbury University in Kentucky. Everything you need to start your day right. You're listening to Carl and Crew Mornings. Getting natural light really helps. If you don't have windows to the outside, if you don't make a regular habit of getting outside, letting the sun hit your face can start to mess with you a little bit. If oh, you absolutely. found that to be true, this oh, is why definitely. seasonally sometimes people go through um, actual depression yeah. when there's not a lot of sunlight, when days are gray. Right, I right. went through a season like that. I was living in another country. My husband played basketball overseas, so we would bounce around from country to country. This particular country didn't get a lot of sunlight. There was lots and lots of snow, and our apartment that we were assigned for this season had no direct windows to the outside. You had to go like through rooms to get really to the insane. Just so it, it was just it was a rough place to live. And so I remember I was sitting down. I was I had a my daughter was about a year and a half years old. I was pregnant with our, our son. And it had been a long stretch of kind of the doldrums. And so I was sitting down on the computer and I was on Facebook of all things. That doesn't help, by the way. (laughs) But a video popped up of a a young woman who also was living overseas. Her husband, we were loosely connected because both of our husbands played the same profession. And so she was talking about, she also had a toddler, and she's talking about her relationship with the Lord. And how she spent her days just hanging with her daughter. And it was just, she said, it's just the three of us. It's me, my daughter, and the Lord. And we have fun and it's vibrant. And she was just describing this. And I'm watching this and going, I don't have that. I'm yeah, sitting here. Yeah. I have a child and the days are going running together. And I had one of those kind of why in the road moments where I was like, are we even serving the same God? Because there's nothing of what she's experiencing do I have at all. So this led to this kind of crisis of faith for me where I really started questioning everything. Do I know the Lord? Why am I not experiencing any joy? Why don't I have this kind of vibrancy in my relationship? And it was some of it was kind of the all of it messing with me. The isolation, being away from family, being away from my church. But some of it was this genuine conviction of, man, I'm not close to the Lord right now and I'm not experiencing that. So I went into this season of really soul searching before the Lord where I was crying out to God and trying to figure out where he was and where I was at. And so this was, I needed a revival. (laughs) And so it came in the sweetest way. I was just sitting down reading my Bible, not even thinking about all that was going on in my soul, all of the wrestling. At that moment, I had a moment of quiet you ever open the Bible and certain words jump off the page and you can't explain why, yeah. but oh, your yeah. eyes yeah. just are drawn to words? To yes. Shocking. So what jumped out to me, <laughs> what le- leapt off the page before my eyes was Daniel 10 verse 12. Then he said to me, fear not, Daniel, for from the day, from the first day that you set your heart to understand and humbled yourself before your God, your words have been heard and I have come because of your words. That was the word of the Lord for me. That was my own little mini revival in a far off country in a dark apartment with no windows, with days that never ended, taking care of a toddler. My soul was revived in the sweetest way. 
And I knew that the Lord saw me and heard me and that he knew me and that everything was going to be okay. What changed after that day? What was different? It was such a confirmation to keep walking with the Lord. I mean, it's it's one of those things, like we said earlier, that it's hard to put into words, Absolutely. but it was what my soul needed. Mm-hmm. I was so discouraged and so confused about things that had seemed clear the day before. Yeah. And I was confronted with this why in the road and the Lord met me. It wasn't immediate. It, there was some wrestling in between. But, you know, Carl, there's so often where we need a personal revival where Everything inside of us feels dark and dead, and maybe our environment matches it. You know, I've been pouring through the scriptures on that very topic. And um, if we are not living in deep community with God, and that doesn't mean weird and funky and and like there's no laughter or anything like that, but if we're not aware of our need for God moment by moment. We're in need of being revived. Yeah. We're in need of being revived. It's such a cool, I would never really studied this until last night and this morning of what, what is revival called? And it's not called revival, but there's seasons when we're windowless in our life, right, Allie? Yes. And there's seasons when when we feel like maybe God is far off and he's not. And God calls us back born out of humility and desperate need for God, which we have constantly, whether we realize it or not, yeah. that we would experience his presence and power in our life. And uh, that's what you had locked away in a home with a very few windows. And uh, But what a great metaphor. God can visit us there. Yeah. In power. Carl's, uh, if we sound a little different this morning, Carl's in at Asbury University in Wilmore, Kentucky. The rest of the team, we're here at our studio in downtown Chicago. But coming up, let's talk about this. How how do we live in light of what's going on in Kentucky? Obviously, not most of us cannot go there, nor do we necessarily need to try to flock to a place. How can we experience personal revival? What do we do with all of this? Let's talk about that. More coming up. If you want a resource, text the word REVIVAL to 312-274-9624. Great resource from a great pastor. He's got some real wisdom on this. Text the word REVIVAL to 312-274-9624. Hang on with the team after the show. Just follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Curl and Crew Mornings. You've not checked out Facebook and Instagram over the last couple of days. I've posted a couple different articles that may be of interest to you, some fun stuff as well. So do make sure you're following us. Uh, if you do Instagram and, and Facebook, I know social media is not for everyone, but if you do, give us a follow at Carl and Crew. Carl is has been live from Asbury University where they're experiencing a, a real move of God, a, a prayer meeting, a worship service that's been going on now for I don't even know how many hours. I think it's on day eight. So if you can tw- calculate 24 hours a day times eight days, Jonathan, you can do some simple math or Carl, maybe you can do that one in your head. Right. Do it with a calculator. Just, let's just calculate days now. Days? Let's just go for days. days. Okay. I think we're on day eight. 192 hours. 192 hours. There you go. 
So tell us, if, Carl, what do you say as a pastor? You're experiencing what's happening there. There's many people, most people are not going to be able to come to Kentucky. Should, is that even, should that even be a goal? Like, let me get to Kentucky so I can experience revival? You know, I, I would never want to question whether or not someone feels led to come here, as you were saying. I didn't even know this. People are um, um, going to be arriving from Singapore and around the world, different locations. I would never condemn anyone for coming here to not only experience but see what God's doing. But the question is, do you have to be here? And the answer is no. Uh, the world is hearing what God's doing here. The question a lot of people are asking if this is revival, and there's, I want to restate this, there's no place in Scripture where a movement of God is called a revival, but all throughout the Scriptures, prophets, priests, and people call out to God to be revived and restored, and that's what's happening here. Humility and desperate need for God are, are the hallmarks of this outpouring of God's Spirit, and it can happen to you, Boom Crew, right now, in this moment. So if you see your need for God's power and the Spirit's comfort, I want to encourage you to take a moment and acknowledge your need. Just acknowledge your need. Just acknowledge your need. And pour out your heart to God. Don't fear that you're going to be found to be lacking. God knows, and he's not condemning. He's calling. But be glad that you're known and that God loves to fill you again. He wants to fill you again. He wants to give you that childlike faith again that you came to him without words and he'll fill you again. And this is going to impact your life today. God wants to visit us. An outpouring of the spirit that's happening here at Asbury University can happen in you in this moment. Humility is the birthplace and it's a beautiful thing. You know, humility quits pointing fingers, quits blaming, quits explaining, and it starts receiving. It's powerful. Mm. You know, Carl, you mentioned a little while ago uh, uh, some scripture verses where the word revive is used because you said the revi- the word revival is actually not in the Bible, but the word that's used often is revive. Those usages, it's almost always linked to Humility, right? I mean, isn't that the pattern that you see in Scripture? Every time. I mean, the psalmist, I lie in the dust, revive me by your word. Well, lying in the dust requires humility. Revive me in your righteousness, O God. Judges, we find that Samson even called out, to God and he was revived. It's over and over again. Hosea the prophet said, wait for the revival of the Lord in your humility. And the call of Psalm 85, six, won't you revive us again? So your people can rejoice in you. Uh, It's all over in scripture. The word revive is used. The word just revive alone is used at least 67 times in the scriptures. And it's, it's replete then with other words that are very similar to it. So it's a great invitation, isn't it, guys? It is. Because if you really see him as the life giver, then you have to see yourself as the one who's in need of it. If you're walking around today and you feel like, I got it going on, I got this, I'm doing okay by myself, then he doesn't have much to offer you, right? I mean, 
humility is a requirement. Yeah, I mean, it's so easy to become religious. It's so easy. Uh, We sang a song when I was a kid, prone to wander. Lord, I feel it. Yes. Prone to leave the one I love. Um, And that's, that's, and some might say, well, we're new creatures. The old is gone. The new has come. I've been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I live, but Christ who lives in me. But we have to allow our flesh to catch up with the reality of the inner workings of the spirit of God. And that can only be done with a posture of need. Pride is the enemy of the infilling of the Holy Spirit. Mm. What have you seen, Carl? What have you seen God do in you to the extent that you feel comfortable sharing? I still have flame and red hair. My hair color hasn't changed. Um, I'm still Carl. Um, I'm still loud. Still get ticked off when guys drive crazy in thunderstorms in Kentucky here. (laughs) And are high beaming me from behind because I don't know the roads out here. <laughs> uh, but there is a sweetness of the presence of God. You know, my bride and I have been praying for years for revival, awakening. And um, it's so cool. We talked before I left that we were on a walk. And it's like, man, we've prayed for these kind of things. And. And, you know, I think one of the greatest dangers is to, is to somehow to, to stop believing God yes. that he wants to do it. Yeah. That's oh. a great danger. Yeah. Good to have you with us this morning. If you're just tuning in, Carl is at Asbury University right now. He's been broadcasting, reporting there and experiencing himself what God is doing. There's a move of God there among the started with students and now People are coming from across the country, across the world, to really experience God in a new way. But as Carl said, if you can't get there, no problem. You don't have to because the same God, the same Holy Spirit is available to you right now. But it's going to require you to get low. Humble yourself. Coming to you live from the Morningstar Mission Sponsor Studios, this is Carl and Crew Mornings on 90.1 FM Moody Radio. I want to do a quick reset for you. We have a really cool thing happening. We're in our studio. Me, I'm Allie. Young you Thunder. Yeah, that's me. A.K.A. Jonathan Renke. Yes. Super Die, A.K.A. Super Die. Present. Super <laughs> she die. was born with Super Die. Just Absolutely. That's right. <laughs> Give Carl oh traveled a couple days ago to Asbury University in Wilmore, Kentucky. So that's where we find him this morning. Carl, why in the world did you jump in your car and drive eight or nine hours south to Kentucky? You know, I gl- I'm glad you asked that. And, I, and I'm explaining why, but the reason I came was because I felt like we, I felt it was incumbent on our morning show to do everything we can to give the Boom Crew, you, our listeners, a, a peek somehow, some way of what God is doing here in Asbury. We, we know from history, even at Asbury in 1970, in the Jesus People Movement, that revivals genuine revivals when 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 there's an outpouring of the spirit of god and people are revived meaning that they are experiencing the presence and power of god in their life again to live as they otherwise couldn't 
that that is an important event to to mark and to learn from. And this has been a great, great time for me here. I'm going to be heading back when the show's done. I'm hearing that I'm going to be greeted by some snow on the way back, and that's all fine you and are. dandy. But we, um, I, I think that when you see things like this, you know, one of the great dangers, and I think one of the great obstacles that we have in the church, and I think something that God's been really working on my heart in, is that we need to cease looking at our churches as congregations and begin seeing and praying and celebrating each other's victories. And I think it's a dangerous thing to sit back and to not be curious and prayerful for what's going on here at Asbury mm -hmm. because we may miss out on the overflow. Um, it's it's so easy to get territorial in, in Christian work. It's so easy sure. to to begin to think about what what I'm doing here or what our church is doing here. And that's great. That's dynamite. But having a broader perspective of what God is doing, not only around the world, but around the city and across the street in the church down the road, not just the one that you're in, but the broader church, we are the priesthood of believers, not the priesthood of congregations. And uh, that, that can unify us. And I'll tell you, reason I mentioned that is I was so encouraged. I, I was, uh, I just headed out of here yesterday afternoon to go get a bite to eat. And, uh, Mark Job gave me a call president of Moody Bible Institute. And he said, man, I'm in Florida. I'm at some meetings and I hear word that you're in Asbury. And I said, yeah, I am. And he asked a little bit about what was going on. And I'll tell you the best thing about that phone call is that Mark Job is not sitting from a perspective of Moody, kind of looking from afar and wondering. And he's just asked, do you think it would be best to have a student rep or two from that school come to Moody campus? Or uh, do you think we ought to go visit there? And, um, I, I think a couple key, I think what's going to happen is, I think I can share this on here. I don't think it's a problem. Um, I think that there's a good chance that there's going to be a chaplain rep from Moody bring a couple students down here and uh, allow them to get a real feel for what God's doing here at Asbury. And I'm, more than anything else, I'm just grateful that there's not a territorial spirit with our leadership at Moody. I really mean that. Yeah. I know I don't even know how to capture those words except that I I really believe that those that will partake of God have a heart that says I want to celebrate what God's doing elsewhere. And no no demands that it would happen here, but that we can celebrate what God is doing and I think that spirit will be visited by the Holy Spirit. Yeah. That's that that's that unity that the Bible talks about, because although we worship in different places, in different congregations, young, old, all ages, all races, we serve the same God. And so therefore, we 
really are one big family. I mean, I don't know about you, but I, all of my family doesn't live in my house. I've got my husband and kids live in the house with me, but I've got uh, sisters who live in another state. I've got aunts and yeah. uncles who are spread across the country. That's what yeah. family is, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's what we are. I That's mean, what we are. We're, we're the family of God. And, and one day when the trumpet sounds and we're caught up with God, you know what? It's going to be a game changer because we're going to all be together. And I think living like that now um, with a heart posture like that now is going to position us for a revived spirit now. So good. You thinking about revival this morning? I know for me, I've been thinking about it, looking up scripture, praying about it more in the last couple of days as I've been reflecting on, on what's happened in Kentucky, more in the last couple of days than I have in a very long time, maybe ever. What about That's you? That's okay. What about you? Yeah. What about you listening this morning? Are you thinking about revival? Are you praying for God to move in you first, in your home, in your family, in your church, in your community? Let's pray it so. Starts with humbling ourselves before God. Got to go into work? Don't worry. Check out the Carl and Crew Showcast wherever you like to stream. You're listening to Carl and Crew Mornings. You ever notice that you can't schedule a move of God? God does not work on our time clock. I was thinking about this yesterday, Carl. Thinking about how college students are maybe uniquely positioned to be able to experience God in a fresh way because they are ready for it. They're hungry for it. They're not as tied to routines. They're not as kind of bogged down by commitments. They're much more likely to have a sense of adventure, to change plans on the fly, to do crazy stuff like stay up all night and pray. Something happens when you get out of that college age and all of a sudden we feel so bound by obligations and routines and commitments. I don't know. I was just thinking about this yesterday. Carl, what do you think? Do you, you is there something about that college age that really we should seek to emulate in terms of our willingness to pivot and linger and wait? Yeah, I think undoubtedly, uh, no doubt um, there's I've, I'm sorry, I've got some ambient noise of the worship going on upstairs above me here. Hold on a second. OK. Um, yeah, Ali, you're right on. And you know, what's amazing is we get, we can get such a pinned down schedule or we allow the demands. This is why taking hold of your day and uh, providing some space for God to visit us is so important. Mm. And that's maybe the lesson of of collegiance. Um, I think we can get our day so heavy laden with stuff to do that we don't have time for the important doing of letting the spirit of God wash over us for sure. I mean, it's, it's one of the big challenges of morning radio, man. I mean, it's like, whoo, the gun goes off and you're off and running. And I think one of the big things for me here coming out of this is that I think, uh, fighting for time with God, not just reading the word, but being with him in the word mm-hmm. and allowing him to just irrigate our soul is such a vital and sweet opportunity. 
and uh, yeah, we sometimes we're, 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 we just, we got, we're so busy. It's like, God, I just don't have time for you. We would never say that, yes. but we sometimes live that. But, and, and we carve out chunks of time, you know, through short devotional sessions or, you know, even, even if, I know I sometimes guilty of if church starts to run a little long, I'm like, wait a second, but it's already such and such time. And yeah. I'm so programmed to expect things to start and finish at a certain time. And I know I'm not alone in this. I get a little uncomfortable, like, well, I mean, I think we're supposed to be ending now. And we have to put aside that. Now, there's 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 wisdom in order and structure. So there's not it's not an either or where there's a total abandonment of programming. But we do have to get a little bit more flexible if we want to see God move, Carl. I mean, right? Yeah, I mean, it's it's just, you know, we carve out time for a lot of things. You know, healthy marriages carve out time to date one another. Healthy marriages carve out time to have honest talks. My bride and I try to try to carve out two distinct times. If you try to carve out deep talks on date nights, both get diminished. You don't go deep enough and you don't have enough fun. And, and so in a, in a marriage, you know, we really need times of great joy and just hanging out and doing something fun together. And then we have to have to have time where we're doing some sweet conversation about how are we really doing and then hear one another. And I, I don't believe that it's possible to have sweet intimacy with God without the same sweet times of journeying with him and sweet times of letting the spirit of God say, you know, Carl, I really, I, I want to see this changed in your life. Oh, okay. Holy spirit. You're right. That's right. And you know, it, we can get convicted on the fly, but I don't think we can be revived on the fly. Ooh, that's good. <laughs> Take a little deeper there. I, I just, it's just, you know, revival, you have to have enough space. A revived heart needs enough space where we're taking an honest account, really digging below because the presenting issue is almost never the issue. And we deal with God with presenting issues. God fix this. God change this. But what if God wants to go a layer below and go, what's the origins of this thing? And are you really slowing down to hear me? Because I want to pour power into you that will strike some elements of fear from you, that will strike elements of envy from you. The reoccurring feeling of shame strike that from you. And when God meets us at the deepest point of need, it's an old counselor term, but it's really the way God works with us. The issue is rarely the issue. Mm -hmm. And that's for us as well. The issue is rarely the issue. If you dig a little deeper, you go, oh, that's where God wants to meet me. Mm -hmm. That reckless word from a dad way back there, God wants to meet me there. That compromise that I made back there, God wants to meet me there and rebuild from there. God doesn't deal in symptoms. God loves to minister to the root. Wrote that one down. We get convicted on the fly, but we definitely cannot get revived on the fly. Coming up here in this next half hour, Carl has some special guests lined up as he's been 
broadcasting live from Asbury University as this ongoing movement of prayer and worship. Sweet time of revival there. He's going to be speaking to some folks who are experiencing it firsthand. Keep listening. Carl and Crew Mornings here on 90.1 FM Moody Radio. Get more from your morning show. Check us out on social media. Just search Carl and Crew Mornings on Facebook and Instagram. I want to head back out to uh, Asbury University. That's where Carl's broadcasting live from this morning. He's gathered a couple guests that he wants to introduce you to to give you really some more context about what's happening there. Carl. Yeah, uh, I just happened to hear you say you're coming back to us here, and I'm glad I heard that. Oh, good. (laughs) Um, This is great. We've got uh, Abby Lobb with us here. Let me just set the deck here. When when I called to get down here, um, a young lady named Abby got in touch with me. She has been the most amazingly gracious host here. Uh, she's not only in charge of communications. Um, there's there's a lot of breaking news here, I guess you might say. A lot of things that are going on. So I want to bring in Abby. Abby, Strategic Communications Director for Asbury. Eight years ago, you were just doing life with your ten, your your hubby and your ten year old and your eight year old, and you were just working here at Asbury, and everything was okay. That's right. <laughs> things have changed radically. They have changed. Before we get into some of what God is doing with regard to all these inquiries that you're getting from Sweden and around the world, and Barry Weiss is sending someone down here, and she's a a big reporter in New York. What? is God doing in you? And what is God doing here? Mm, In me, he is showing me that this is his show. (laughs) This is his thing. You know, there's a lot of people reaching out who I really admire. You know, I've, I'm a journalist. I've, I know journalists. I've, I've, I'm a news junkie. And (laughs) to have all these people who I've, I've read and watched for so long calling, (laughs) And the fact that I had absolutely nothing to do with it is incredibly humbling Yeah, <laughs> in the best possible way. Um, yeah. So he's been just teaching me continued humility and just the power of prayer. The The fact there are so many people praying for us right now and I can feel it. I got one hour of sleep two nights ago and somehow I made it through the afternoon without my afternoon coffee. <laughs> I did see you passed out leaning against a wall for about 30 minutes. I told my boss, how did I get through without coffee this afternoon? Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> that's how. Yeah, that's so cool. Prayers. <laughs> so you don't have much time because yeah. you've got a, a quick, really important meeting coming up. Mm-hmm. You're getting inquiries mm-hmm. and people are coming from where? Give us an idea. What, where are you hearing from? What's going oh, on? Pe- you know, I haven't been able to talk to all the people who have been here because my job has kind of had me on the other side of it. But they're coming from around the world. We had someone tag us on Instagram with like, you know, waving these Brazilian flags right here out in front of, um, Hughes. And we all know how Brazil is right now. Those, those Brazilians have really latched onto this because my gosh, those people are hungry. And, um, yeah. So I heard someone say New Zealand, something about New Zealand yesterday. <laughs> They're coming from everywhere. I mean, all over the U S Canada, we had Canadian reporters here yesterday on site everywhere, everywhere. <laughs> We've got a lot of really cool people in yeah. Chicago listening to you right mm. now. What's your? How do you want us to be praying for you, mm. Abby? Just continued protection. We have all felt those prayers. I mean, truly, we have felt those prayers. Um, protection, discernment. It. 
we, the last thing we want is for people to uh, perceive this as something that we have done. We have done this. All we've done is steward what God is doing here at Asbury. Um, God, God has done things like this at Asbury in the past. And, um, you know, it's really cool because years later you can kind of see the ripple effects of that. And years later, those stories are still told. Like I still, I, I hear stories about 1970 all the time. I didn't go to Asbury. My family to go to Asbury. I'm not from Kentucky. And people will just almost daily refer to something that happened in 1970 and how it impacted them. The ripple effects. And I love how you're calling it an outpouring 2023. mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You're letting other people call it a revival if they want to, but the ripple effects from 1970 Mm -hmm. are real. And my contention has been, if this thing were to stop today, Mm -hmm. I I get that crazy picture in my mind of uh, Forrest Gump who decided to stop running one day (laughs) and he says, I'm done. And then everybody's standing looking at him. But here's the difference is if 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 it were if it were to stop today, it the ripple effects will go on, Abby. Exactly. How awesome is that? I mean, if we just turn this off tomorrow and say, you know, we're a university, we have students, we're we're a school, you know, we're <laughs> we're here to educate students. You know, our, our our approach to education is very holistic. It's it's soul. It's it's their relationship with Jesus. <laughs> it's their mind. It's their body. It's holistic. You know, we believe in the whole person education. And so, if if we just go back tomorrow to doing that, yeah, we we all realize <laughs> God's not done with what happened. Yeah. It, it's still going to continue gonna happening. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think we need to pray, Allie, yeah. for Abby. Yes, please. She got a whole whopping five hours. So in, in the last three nights, she's probably got eight hours combined. Mm-hmm. And she's got a tiger by the tail here, inquiries from Sweden, which is that shows you got a mm-hmm. revival going on. Mm-hmm. If you've got people checking you out <laughs> from Sweden, let me tell you, because uh, that's amen. a they they had their revival many, 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 many years ago when my granddad was just 16. But it's um. It's been a cold, indifferent country, mm-hmm. and all of how Europe. cool that yeah, God can use you guys. Yeah, amen. How that's, cool. That's our prayer. Allie, would you pray for Abby, a journalist to journalist? You yeah. can feel what she's probably going through right now, Allie. Yeah. Oh, Lord, we just come to you, and we just thank you that you're so gracious. Thank you for what you're doing in Asbury, Lord. Thank you that the world is is watching. Lord, we just pray that you would continue to get the glory that as people— uh, respond as people check out news articles or TikTok or however it is they come across it. I pray that you would use all of that, Lord, that you would make yourself famous, <laughs> that you would make yourself yes. known, make your love known to people who are cold-hearted, people who are have turned their back on you, God, people who are backslidden. I pray that you would call them back to you, Lord Jesus, that you would revive those who are spiritually dead across the world, God, that we would see this movement spread to college campuses, Lord, to churches, to basements, to bedrooms, Lord. We just, we don't even know. There's no limit to what you, what you might do. And so we just pray that you would give us humble hearts to be a part of it. I pray specifically for Abby and for all of the leaders there who are shepherding this movement. Lord, I pray that you would give them great wisdom and discernment. I pray for practical needs, the need for rest, the need for physical protection, the need for continued health, God. I pray that you would cover them, Lord Jesus, as they, as they seek to to be a part of this and to shepherd and to steward what you're doing, God. I pray that they would have great joy in it, Lord, and that they would for years to come, should you tarry, Lord, that they would tell stories 
of how you moved during yes. this time, Lord. We just praise yes. you for it. We thank you. May you get the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Abby Lobb, you're a terrific young lady. I was thinking yesterday, I thought, my bride would love Abby. <laughs> She would love you. You're, 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 some, you know what? (laughs) Someday you will. And we will love to host you there. We really will. Thank you, Abby. Thank you. Appreciate you. So there we go, Allie. Um, we've got a, we've got a young lady here that eight days ago, she didn't know she was going to have a tiger by the tail here, but it's, uh, it's a great tiger. God is on the move. Very exciting. Uh, 22 schools, according to one count, students and staff from 22 schools across the country, People from all over the world, reporters, this is getting picked up. But the cool thing is that people are trying to put into words what God is doing. There's an eye to the supernatural, even if people don't know how to describe it. And that, for me, and I hope for you, is really, really encouraging. Going from believers of Jesus to followers of Jesus, you're listening to Carl and Crew Mornings. We've got a fun broadcast happening this morning. I'm Allie, by the way. Young Thunder and Super Die and I are in our downtown Chicago studio. True. Carl, our lead host, is in Asbury University in Wilmore, Kentucky, where uh, what's happening there, many are describing as a move of God, as a revival, as an outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Carl, you know, growing up, I heard the word revival, and to me, I thought about something loud. I pictured praise dancing. I pictured loud singing, um, very demonstrative. Well, everything that I'm reading about what's happening at Asbury seems to indicate that it's powerful but quiet. What are you? What are you seeing? Yeah, there's there are in uh, in in times of worship and uh, testimony, there will be times of outburst of celebration. No doubt there will be spontaneous applause and uh, kind of an uproarious praise to God during during a song spontaneously. But by and large, I think the dominant characteristic here is love, Hmm. genuine love. And isn't that what Jesus said? Yeah. I mean, that I think the greatest evidence here is not, I mean, there's no, okay, the worship songs are being sung, get this, guys. There's a group of leaders behind a grand piano on, if you're looking at the stage on the left-hand side, the podium is empty. There's no uh, point person leading worship. A few different students will take turns leading different songs, and they'll tap each other on the shoulder. They don't know what songs are coming. Therefore, there's not been any PowerPoint. These are songs that are either familiar or you learn them as you go. There's no PowerPoint. There's, it's it's just kind of a scattered group of worshipers. And then on the stage, sometimes there will be kind of a choir of students, uh, but they're, they've got their legs draped over that the, the risers in the back and, and uh, they're in shorts and some have come from ball practice and different things. It's just, it's a different kind of deal. So you know, it's funny is there, there has, there's been some jumping up and down. And I was at a session yesterday when, uh, one of the, um, leaders on campus here, I, I don't even know his name, but he got up and he said, now, listen, I just want to try to bring a little bit of order here. We've got a hundred year old building. And so we're going to ask you if you're in the balconies and you feel called the kind of, you're kind of a jumper. <laughs> um, that's what he said. If you're kind of, if you're a jumper, we want to encourage you to come down and swap places with someone who's not a so jumper. Great. 
And so, that. and the whole place <laughs> is just laughing its head off, man. And then he said, you know, some of you love the word of God and you're in the balcony and there's a, that a flat place on the front row. And a lot of you are sitting your Bibles there, but we want people to be hit at the heart with the word of God, not with the head over the oh, head with boy. the word of God. So some we've, we've lost some phones from the balcony. We've lost some Bibles and bottles of water. And we just ask you pull those off of there. Oh boy. <laughs> I love like, that so much. Oh man. So the, the jumpers were swapping seats with the non jumpers. And, uh, and then when I say jumping, I'm not talking crazy stuff. I'm just talking about young people who just, if, if it's a song that requires jumping, they jump. But and, uh, hopefully from the floor, not on the balcony. Yeah, I mean, and the, the guy was really kind. He said, look, it's a 100-year-old building, and uh, it's sturdy, but we don't know how sturdy. So we're asking you to refrain from jumping in the balconies. It's just a cool time. And more than anything else, there's just a spirit of love. I think what's really captured my heart here that's been sweet. And by the way, we've got somebody coming up here, God willing, here after the top of the hour. Ah, uh, what I say? Danny Keys is his name. And uh, he's a grad. He graduated in 73. He was here when the revival happened in wow. 1970. And that revival lasted 185 hours. Would you calculate the hours are at Young Thunder? Uh, I think when the eighth full day hits, it will be over 190. So oh, wow. at the end of today, it will have been a longer period of time. Oh, it's going to go longer than 1970. Wow. A lot of that is be due to social media and the fact that the whole world hears things, you know, now that are different. But I've, I'm looking at, at a picture now from 1970. The only thing that's different is the attire. Mm. Almost the same amount of hands in the air. Um, and there's people knelt down at the altar just just like now. Isn't that something? I'm looking at the very same auditorium. It's a black and white photo. Wow. And it's... Very similar. So I would say this. There's no kind of celebrity personality at all. There's, there's I, no I, big name I, preacher who's no, been brought in no. to draw a crowd. <laughs> no, 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 no. There's no big name artists. Um, there's none of that stuff going on. Not that that's bad. I no. don't want to be that guy. That's okay. Um, Billy Graham was a guy with a big name, but he was a humble man. But there, there is um, a spirit at the biggest the biggest attribute of honest to goodness outpouring of the spirit is love. And, and, and I mean this, this is, this is not a movement of the spirit. It's only focused on self long enough to get healing. And then hearts are redirected to minister to those around them. Wow. That has to be so sweet. I mean, uh, I've just read one number that Tuesday night, the crowd was 3,000. So they're filling that 1,500-seat auditorium, Hughes Auditorium. And then there's also now four overflow facilities. Oh, I didn't even know that. People are packing into. Yeah. I, I I saw one picture where the, the line outside is, oh, I can't even estimate how long. The hundreds of people standing outside. And you've yeah. seen that as well, right? Oh, yeah. And and what's really cool, because you were asking a question yesterday, I think. I think it was yesterday about um, eating and drinking and yes. what do you do with all this. There's there's free food vans everywhere. Just says free food. And guys have pulled up uh, food vans all over the place. And uh, 
uh, moms are out there with their kids serving up oh. food. I mean, it's another awesome. indication of, of love, because what would cause you to just go ahead and at your own expense, either make some food or buy some food to hand out to people? I mean, that that's compelled by love, right? That's. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. What a sweet. Time. Yeah, it's a beautiful thing here, man. I got to tell you. I might have to make a return trip down if this thing keeps going. <laughs> Wilmore, I gotta Kentucky. Get, I got to get it home. I got to get some laundry done and get my <laughs> life on track back in Chicago a little yeah. bit, see my bride. But this has been incredible. Mm. I want to bring my bride back down here oh, so bad. Oh, boy, I know. Hey, there's more to come. We're a little past the top of the hour. We got to pause for some news. Oh, sorry but, about that. Oh, guys, no, I'm prattling not, on. Not here. at all. But Carl's got some special guests lined up, including yeah. somebody he's working on who was there in 1970, has now experienced two outpourings of the spirit at that one little university in the middle of Kentucky. Not much around Wilmore, 80 miles outside of Louisville, but boys got on the move there. Coming up, more from Carl live from Asbury. Got to go into work? Don't worry. Check out the Carl and Crew Showcast wherever you like to stream. You're listening to Carl and Crew Mornings. You are listening to Carl and Crew Mornings and the team, Allie, Super Die, Young Thunder, are all in Chicago. And here I am, plop down, Allie, in Asbury, <laughs> I'm actually in the basement of the, um, why am I spacing the name? What's the name of the Hughes Auditorium here? And I have with me a special guest. Uh, Man, I already love this guy. Danny Key, good to have you with us this morning, my friend. Thank you, Carl. Let me get that turned up a little bit. Let's try that, see if that mic's working now. Thank you, Carl. Can you hear him all right? Yes, we can Okay. Danny, um, I want to begin with now and then I want to go back because you were 18 years old in 1970 as a freshman here. And um, when the revival, as we now know it, began to the outpouring of the spirit was so strong here and the ripple effects been felt to this day. But take us to now. You're you were just emoting with me about your joy of the service of the students. Share your heart. What's God doing here, Danny? It, it's amazing. Uh, I'm a little hoarse from this weather, so it's forgive, oh no, it's fine, me. Danny. But um, <clears throat> we're just—it's overwhelming. It's really taxing. All of our buildings, all of our custodial services, every bit of that, but people are just embracing it and and loving it and enjoying these wonderful people coming in from Canada and Michigan and Florida and California, everywhere. Uh, license plates are from just about every state, so it's... Remarkable. You're really impressed with the student population here, aren't you? I know that you're on the seminary side. You actually help lead some of the choral stuff on the seminary side. That's you correct. Say, you say you're the old guy over there, but exactly. I think you're young. <laughs> but you're you're just blown away at the heart of the students, aren't you, Danny? Oh, I get emotional. It's okay. <laughs> you can do that here. Anyway, um, it. It's such a uh, heartwarming to see this younger generation uh, picking up the baton. And uh, I'm getting it together. No, no, dude, (laughs) you don't you don't need to get it together. You're doing great. 
Um, let's go back to 1970. Sure. You're just wet behind the ears. You're 18 years old. What was going on in 1970? What happened? Well, I mean, the climate of the day was comparable to now in terms of the unrest on campuses and tragic things happening, uh, students killed at Kent State, you know, uh, these kind of horrible things. And uh, we unsuspectingly walked into chapel on February 3rd. Uh, It had snowed about four inches, beautiful morning, but it was a typical kind of depressing Kentucky morning, and we all had our heads down. And, you know, I was in the balcony because that's where freshmen sat. And um, the uh, dean got up and said the speaker couldn't come because of the weather, so he was going to open it up to student testimonies. And the first guy that got up was a guy named Larry who lived on my hall. In fact, he was my RA. And I thought to myself cynically, why is he getting up? If he gives a testimony, I think I'm going to throw up. I mean, seriously. That's so honest. (laughs) What happened? Well, because of the way he lived his life and behaved on the hall, uh, and I was kind not, of a, re- a renegade RA, huh? Exactly. Yeah. And he gets up and starts confessing and pouring his heart out. It was so real. Well, the rest of the students pretty much knew that he was, um, you know, out there. Yeah. And so there was almost a audible moan when he got up. But he shared that he and a group of guys had gotten in a prayer meeting the night before and decided we're either in or out. We're either going to be Christian or we're going to give it up. And they had an amazing prayer meeting. And really that, and he confessed that he was going to be different and that Jesus was changing his life, and the Holy Spirit had had come into his life. So students started pouring down to the altar and lining up to give testimonies. And that's really the way it started. And after 50 minutes when the bell rang for the next class, the dean was sensitive, uh, sensitive enough to realize God is working and so he said, let's just continue. We will hear from, you know, the other deans if we need to be in class. But And then they started suspending classes and um, ended up calling classes off for a week as this went on night and day, day and night. You are, Danny, um, I can't help but believe that you are, you're a man that then grew up, obviously, touched by the Lord, the ripple effects of 1970. Oh, yes. Lived with you 
to this day? Is that fair to say? Absolutely. I mean, it changed my life in in many ways, and I've been um, a minister, worship leader, choir director um, in three different churches in my career, and uh, there many days I would refer spiritually back to that moment the difference it, it made in my, my life. Danny, um, I, I feel prompted to ask you to pray. Uh, there's a, there's a lot of, um, really good people listening to you in Chicago right now. Most of whom the vast majority will not be able to be to this campus, but God can visit them there in power. Exactly. And, that's what we're saying to people. You don't need to come here. Don't come here. Start a prayer group. Talk to your church about renewal and revival and ways to reach out with this good news. So, Would you pray for us right sure. now, Danny? Lord, I thank you for the uh, history of this uh, great institution, Moody, and uh, this radio program that changes lives. And uh, we pray that people listening will be inspired by these young people who are taking up their crosses and uh, making decisions to uh, live the rest of their lives following you and uh, witnessing to others and changing lives uh, through the power of your Holy Spirit. And um, we pray that this is not just a flash in the pan, but it it really is a movement that will sweep college campuses, not just Christian college campuses, but all of our college campuses. Um, we pray for Michigan State and the tragedy there and pray that uh, students there will uh, begin to be revived and renewed in spite of this tragedy. And we pray for all uh, university campuses for protection and safety and Revival and renewal of uh, this Christian faith. Yes. We pray this in your holy name. Amen. Amen. Danny Key, I love you. <laughs> You're a rich man in faith. Well. And my spirit is just popping right now with joy. And I want to thank you for ducking in here for a few minutes today from the bottom of our heart. I want, on behalf of everyone in Chicagoland listening right now, I want to thank you, Danny. Thank you. And please pray for this whole community for protection and safety as well as that uh, students won't be afraid to go out and share this with other uh, campuses. Yeah. Thank you, Danny. Danny Key. 
Well, there you go, Allie. little taste from a man that is rich in faith, for sure. Ooh. Nothing more to be said. Carl's live in Asbury University this morning. New to the show? Stick around for a while. We're Carl and Crew Mornings. An honest college student at Asbury University. She's a student journalist who just posted this morning on the Asbury, or yesterday, on the Asbury Collegian, their online publication. What happens when the dust settles, she wonders. When when Hughes Auditorium, which is where this powerful movement has been happening, when that auditorium is empty, when kind of life as usual resumes, what will be the impact of this revival? Will it be a Jesus high that fades from our memories, or will there be lasting change? Carl, this is a great question to wrestle with. For those students, but also for all of us who have may have a powerful moment or a powerful experience, so often it it doesn't feel like it's sustained. We come down off the high. Yeah, and there's I think there's two things here. I was thinking about this when you when you floated this before the break. I think there's two things here to remember. Number one, don't become a skeptic of high mountains. Mm-hmm. Because they can be life-altering. I am a transformed follower of Jesus because God met me at a low place and took me to a high mountain, and I'll forever be changed. I've had other moments like that where God broke me of angry evangelicalism in South Africa that I've spoken of a lot. and I, I truly believe that when a soul is revived and visited by the power of the Spirit, there are elements of you that will never be the same again. Then the question is, how do we have touch points in our life to never forget that? And that's why I think scripture is clear. I'm just going to share what's on my heart here, Allie. I just really believe that scripture is clear, that marking things with ceremony, uh, putting, etching something um, in, in, in wood, uh, grabbing a, a stone of remembrance so that you can come back to this is what God taught me on this day. And if God's touching your heart today, mark it, mark it, make a journal entry, get a, get a stone of remembrance, scrawl with a Sharpie, revive this day, February 16th, 2023, and um, I'll, uh, revisit that. God reminded, God did that with stones of memorial and, yes. and epic things that we find in scripture. So I think God's word has a plan for us to not forget what God showed us in the valley. And then the peak he gave us at the summit and the mountaintops. I, I really believe we can hold on to those things. Listen, apathy and spiritual slothfulness are constant threats that Satan's baiting us with, but we, we do not have to be overcome. Such a great reminder. And we see all throughout Scripture, uh, the nation of Israel was so prone to forgetting. You, you see, <laughs> there's always the road. Remind, nation of Israel and, and me. And me. <laughs> so that's nothing new. How does, because you wonder, how does God part the seas in front of you and then just days, weeks Isn't later? Isn't that amazing? <laughs> It's like, do you, do, you, do you remember how, what God did? How in the cat hair how do you did forget? he part the seas and a week later? We're 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 grumbling for grub, but yet yeah. we see it in our own lives. Think about all the things that he's brought you out of, all of the ways that he's delivered you, and yet we face an obstacle or we go through a valley, 
And we're so prone to going, God, where are you? Are you even there? Do you even love me? Do you hear me? We got to come up with some better ways to remember. I love that, Carl, the the ceremony, those memorial stones. That's that's biblical. Yeah, it's right there in Scripture. There's something about physical ceremony to remind us of spiritual moments that is just it's real, man. It's real and it's powerful. Hey, this is Carl with Carl and Crew, and I'm so grateful that you listened to this showcast. Thank you mostly for being part of the Boom Crew. As we help you take your next step with Jesus, you're a huge encouragement to us. We'll be here again live every weekday morning from 5 to 9 a.m. Godspeed.